Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Jumping off an hour two of draft recap with Steve Geller, St. Sideline reporter, Odyssey Sports, and Sports Talk contributor as well, Jeff Nowak. I'm Christian Garrick. Our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text lines are open at 504-260-1870. The draft obviously has closed. The Saints come away with five draft picks out of the uh, seven rounds. We're recapping those picks, and we're also going to get into the undrafted hall, 17 undrafted players signed with the Saints. First, though, I want to take your calls on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text lines. We're going to get to the text in a minute with Jeff Nowak. Uh, but give us your favorite draft pick, the one that intrigues you the most, which one you like the most, and if you feel so inclined, the one you dislike the most, 504-260-1870. Jeff, what do we have on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text lines? Well, our text here's, lines. Here's one that we could get into. Here's one that we could get into, which is you know the Saints still don't have a franchise quarterback, I'm quoting here. Not one NFL team saw Winston as a starter. Otherwise, he would have at least had one substantial contract offer. We failed to address the position, and now we don't have a first-round pick in next year's draft. With Sean no longer there, we don't have a coach to mask Winston's deficiencies. I think there are some fair points being made there, especially the fact that you don't have a first-round quarterback if you did feel like you needed to address the quarterback position next year because while you're going into this season with Jameis Winston, you know, there are questions, right? You you haven't seen what he's what he's going to look like over the course of an entire season. You haven't seen him in the playoffs. You haven't seen what he can do when the rubber meets the road, as speak, so to speak. So I think that's fair. But I would ask that that texter this question. Who would do you, you want? Would you rather right. Kenny Pickett and not have Chris Olave and nobody to throw it to other than Mike Thomas? I mean, and you're asking a rookie opposed to a veteran. I would trust Jameis Winston in that situation more than I would a rookie quarterback that's undeveloped. And with this draft class, I could be, I would be more on board with trading for a Garoppolo or a Baker Mayfield over getting a rookie in here that's not going to contribute right away. And this I, was a poor quarterback class. Yeah, and, Very and I, poor. I would also point out that you know, when's the last time the Saints drafted a quarterback that you expected to start? Archie Manning. Right. <laughs> Not it. even Drew, but they didn't draft Drew. Right. So, I mean, if you're worried about the Saints, you know, if you don't think that Jameis has it, yeah, sure. Well, 
you know who's going to be looking for a, a job next year? Guys like Baker Mayfield. You know, uh, like there's going to be guys that if you see a quarterback who can make a trade, you can go find him. Um, so like it's not Jameis or nothing just because you don't have a first round pick because I don't think they'd be using the first round pick on a quarterback even if they had one. You the guys Saints- didn't think that Garrett Grayson was the future when he was drafted? <laughs> <laughs> the Saints did address it, attempt to address the quarterback position. They lost out on the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. Yeah, right. They they were aggressively pursuing. They were trying to address it, and it didn't work out. So uh, there, some of that text is like th- that the Saints aren't even didn't even try to add to their quarterback yeah. room. There was no pick in the draft that that you were going to move the needle at the quarterback position. I, I said that before. I'm going to keep saying that after. Um, you know whether you believe in James Winston or not, that's not the route you were going to go this year. And I think if you want to question anything, you can question whether. Trading next year's first round pick was a smart decision. I think that it it has to, it had to be done because you needed those pieces this year. I think getting Chris Olave and Trevor Penning this year was important. I think it, I really do. And having them both of those players in for an extra year, right? You're getting that next year's pick a year early. Uh, I think that's going to benefit you down the road for whoever is the quarterback. Whether it, you know, even if Jameis Winston is not the quarterback, having those guys in place now is going to make life a lot easier. Uh, if you do have to change course at the quarterback position, not to mention this defense is legit, okay, and that's a, they can win games from their defense. They did it last year. Look at look what they did to Tom Brady. They beat him what nine nothing? I think it was, right? Yeah, nine yeah. nothing. Okay, Jason Hill QB one. One of the best games I think I've ever seen too, and it was a nine nothing game. Yeah, so they're going to have to win games differently this year, and that's not a it's not a bad thing. It's I think just that- a different brand of football. But I think we're selling we're selling Pete Carmichael short here, or that texter is at least by saying that. Uh, Jameis Winston, uh, you know they, they don't have they don't have Sean Payton to hide Jameis Winston's flaws. I think Pete Carmichael Jr. recognizes what those flaws are, and they're going to play to his strengths. He's a he's a good play caller as well. He's he's um, proven that when he had to call plays when Sean Payton was out. I think the biggest thing might be for folks that see the Saints' offense passing offense finished dead last in the NFL last year, and that somehow falls on Jameis Winston's shoulders. But I mean. I'm not saying he was lighting it up either at the, at the start of the season, but he was 5-2, and two, was being more secure with the football, and then he, his injury, and we saw the, the team go through three more quarterbacks on this roster uh, because of the, the wild season that it was, and then with the lack of uh, production from the wide receiver group with Michael Thomas out and so many questions there with, uh, you know, Marquez Callaway, Deontay Hardy, uh, these guys coming in and expected to contribute at a larger role. We just saw it wasn't the Sean Payton passing offense that we've seen in the past. Listen, you have to go back to the Ditka era when you talk about four starting quarterbacks in the same season. I think Billy Adam Joe Hober was a bit of a letdown to a tight end. Yeah, <laughs> Billy Joe Hober, Billy Joe Tolliver. Um, I mean, it, last year was an anomaly. I hope so, for sure. In particular, you're not going to lose a starting quarterback this year because of COVID. You're likely not going to. Well, I mean, we saw they took the, away Golden, the, the Golden State, oh, the Golden State Warriors, though. I'm not Golden State. I'm sorry. The Clippers going against the Pelicans. I, I, they didn't have Paul George, and I was shocked. I was like, I didn't realize the NBA was still testing for COVID. Yeah, well, the NFL's not. Thankfully, they took down all the protocols. Yeah, but I think symptomatic people are still going to have issues. I don't think you're going to be relative to if you're sick. They're going to test you, and if you test positive for COVID, you're going to miss the game. Yeah, which I can. The I can, likelihood of that happening, though, yeah, I think is because is you're not getting tested lower, if you're lower. if you're asymptomatic. So that's helpful in that regard. There's going to be people who get sick, and I think it's more of a, just a sign that like the days of like Michael Jordan's flu game are behind us, right? You know, you're <laughs> yeah. not going to get that anymore. 
Jay in Biloxi. What's going on, Jay? You're on WWL on our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Lines. Hey, I was calling about Trevor Penning. I listened to WWL most of the day yesterday, and after your show goes off, CBS Sports Radio comes on. Thank you. And I, guy, I wanted to talk about this so bad. Thank you. A guy came on and gave us a, a, a rating of a D. And listen, I don't watch college ball. I just watch pro. In fact, I went to Tulane because of the Saints. So I don't know anything about college. And I was wondering what you guys thought of Trevor Penning. He said that guy was not very good and got his butt beat in the senior bowl. And I, I didn't watch the senior bowl because, again, I don't watch college ball. I'm just wondering what about, how about that grade Jay, what and what I do can you guys tell you, think about. Jay, what I can tell you is this simply, and we've said this over the course of the draft, and for years, the national guys don't know this team the way we do. And that's not us tooting on horn. We're there every day. We know this team better than they do. And as far as Trevor Penning got, getting his butt kicked at the Senior Bowl, I don't know what Senior Bowl he watched. No, no, I know exactly. I was actually listening to this same clip, and I was planning on bringing it up. So, Jay, Jay I really do appreciate this because you saved the segue for me. Um, I'm not going to say the guy's name. I've actually spoken to him about Trevor Penning. I've been on a show. And he, you know... Don't take your draft analysis from people who go on Twitter and search, why does Trevor Penning suck? And then repeats that. He literally went out there on national radio and said, Trevor Penning was getting his butt kicked. Who the was entire this? Senior who was this? It was already on air. I can go back and listen. But just it was, save uh, me. It was, it was Mark Ryan. He's up at USC Upstate. Or uh, SC Upstate. Okay, yeah. yeah. And, okay. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And, considering the source. And, and he's saying, oh, I got butt beat all throughout the Senior Bowl. I'm like, you, I was at the Senior Bowl. <laughs> I watched this guy. He was not – I mean, yeah, you lose some reps. That's the whole point. You're out there. These guys are trying to get drafted too. But I watched a guy, a big guy, beating people up, throwing people around. They're getting pissed off at him because they're getting, his, they're getting their butt beat in front of scouts. And uh, he goes out there and says, oh, he's getting his butt beat every rep. You saw two reps on Twitter, and all of a sudden you saw the entire senior bowl. It pissed me off because I'm like, I've actually taken the time. To watch this kid. I remember you coming on Sports Talk and talking specifically about right. how good he looked. And that was long before everyone was on the Trevor Penning train. It was just because I saw him out there and he stood out to me. And and then all of a sudden, three months later, this guy sees on Twitter this rep of, you know, okay, yeah, there was that clip of him throwing the pass rusher into Desmond Raider's legs. Uh, and it was like, yeah, oh, he's terrible now. But oh, I, I was annoyed by it because it's just like – Yes, the Saints were there and saw how awful he was, and they still took him. So 19. much of the analysis <laughs> is based around like what you see on Twitter, and it's like I saw one one grade for that gave the Saints an F for that pick, and he was talking about his his protection skills, his pass protection skills, and one of the clips he chose to highlight was a read option play where he bypassed the left the the left end to go block someone at the second level, and was like, oh, I can't believe you didn't block that guy. Like that's the play. It's a, it's a read play. You read the end. Like you're not blocking that guy. And it was like, this is the analysis we're getting? And now we're saying Trevor Penning no, is trash? Oh, I was so pissed. Because I've talked to this guy. I've answered this question. We had this exact conversation on his show. And he, and I, he was like, wow, he's a small school guy. And I was like, yeah, but watch the reps. I mean, yeah, he's got stuff to learn, right? He gets, he's a little over-aggressive in the pass protection game. He gets upfield a little too fast, and he can get beat on the edges. But, you know, these are, these are teachable skills, right? He needs to work on his little kickback blocks and his little kickback sets. But, yeah, no, I, I, I thought that was the most ridiculous thing. This is also a guy who gets super personally offended when guys skip bowl games. Uh, <laughs> Very sensitive. I was mad about it. Jay, all I can tell you is simple. And, I, and again, we're not patting ourselves on the back, but we have um, an intimate understanding of how that organization works because we're there around them we're all the time. right. Uh, and we've, we're talking to 
uh, Mickey and, and the head coach and other coaches all the time. We're talking to the players every you know during the football season all, every day, aside from the last two with COVID, the protocols, et cetera. But you know, Jay, it's just these national guys. A lot of them just throw out hot takes just to throw them out. And we're not going to do that. We're going to be honest with you. And to be honest with you, to to question that pick in particular, when if you look at the history of the Saints, when they draft linemen, they do pretty well. Some would argue Andrews P isn't that big of a su- success. I, Bobby Abair doesn't like Andrews P pick. Yeah. Cesar Ruiz, eh. But by and large, <laughs> they have drafted well at, 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 at the offensive line. And I like – I understand Andrews Pete. I know Bobby's criticism of him, but he also criticizes him because he can't handle Aaron Donald. Well, not too many people can. Yeah. Not too many offensive linemen can. And the thing is, the fact of the matter is, at 19, you're not getting a perfect offensive tackle prospect. I mean, that's that's just a fact sure. of the matter. And, the, yeah, there's, there's elements he needs to work on. There's elements he needs to coach up. Uh, Jay, what did you think of the pick? Did uh, hold you like on. The Let's pick? bring Jay back in. Hold on. Turn the music down. I just don't watch enough college ball really yeah. to know. I just know the guy is massive. And I know from listening to your show that they like guys that have length, as they, you call it. Long arms, six seven. He's got long, long arms, and he's massive. And so I hope they can certainly teach him the skills. But one thing that did concern me, I, I will say this: I listened to y'all have Zach Streif on one time, and he said when he was he was playing, they got a lot more reps, so there were a lot more teachable moments. And now, because of the way training camp goes, there are less teachable moments. And I was curious about that. If the teachable moment needs to be something where an offensive lineman has to be one-on-one with a defensive lineman so you can explain, or does the technique, can the technique be fixed after practice without being one-on-one with a guy? But And that's all I got, and I appreciate your comments, and I'll hang up and listen. Jay, thanks for the phone call. As far as Zach Streep saying that, I, I remember when he said that, but I also would say good coaches overcome that. Yeah, there's time to there's time to work on those things, and it's also something where you have to you have to work on those things in your own time too. You know, yeah. you give these guys the, yeah. the tools they need to succeed, and they have to use them. Jeff Nowak, Steve Geller, Christian Garrick, draft recap. Your favorite draft pick, your not so favorite draft pick. Five zero four two six zero one eight seventy. Still to get to the list of undrafted free agents that have signed with the Saints here on Saints Radio WWL.
the undrafted free agent players the Saints have signed is online for you at WWL.com along with their draft picks, etc. Jeff Nowak, Steve Geller, Christian Garrick on the Draft Recap Show here. 504-260-1870 is where you can jump in the conversation on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text lines. Um, Chris Olave was the Saints' first-round draft pick, 11th overall. After he was picked, he spoke to myself, the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert, and Mike Detillier back on Thursday night. If you missed it, well, you're going to get to hear him again. Impressive young man. All right, we're going to go to Chris Olave, the Saints' first-round draft pick, 11th overall wide receiver out of Ohio State. He's joining us. Chris, thank you so much for the time, and congratulations. I know this is a big night for you and your family. Yes, sir, man. Appreciate that. I'm glad to be a Saint. Chris, I'm going to turn you over to the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert, the first quarterback to lead the Saints to the playoffs, and our NFL and college football analyst, Mike Dettelier. And my name's Christian Garrick, but I'm going to turn you over to Bobby Hebert. Now, uh, yeah, uh, when you look at your opportunity here with the Saints and Obviously, you got the Ohio State connection. Uh, you look at Michael Thomas. and But the one thing that we've noticed uh, with your speed that you can stretch the field vertically and, and make big plays. I think that's something we've been looking for uh, in a Saints uniform. You know, we, we had a first-round receiver taken in Brandon Cooks, but that was uh, like seven years ago. But the one thing with Jameis, I, I think uh, that you could be the, have that big playability and stretch the field. And why have a eight or nine, ten play drive when you can score in only two or three plays? And I think you could be a big part of that. Oh yes, sir. Uh, I bring multiple phases to the game. I feel like uh, uh, that's the type of player I am. I'm not uh, one-dimensional and like a fit many roles in the offense. So, uh, like I said, I'm glad to be a Saint. I can't. I can't wait. First of all, congratulations, Chris. Uh, we got to talk to uh, Brian Hartline about you. And one of the things Brian was telling me, man, one thing you don't ever have to worry about Chris Olave. He is a worker. He gives you everything he's got. If it's a practice, if it's a game, he gives it to you. And he kind of tipped me on the numbers. He said, look at the catches. You made 176 catches at Ohio State. 36 of them ended up in the end zone. So basically one out of every five, and they trusted you when the field kind of got shrunk a little bit in that red zone. And so, man, coming from your your wide receiver coach, and I understand he's the guy that sort of found your talents in California, but he was really going to recruit a, a quarterback there. But, man, he gave you great props as not only as a talented young man, but how hard you work to get better each and every day. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's me, man. That's me. Uh, that's what I bring to the game. That's what I bring to my team. And uh, I can't wait to do that. go do that in the NFL and alongside uh, Mike Thomas. So I can't wait to do that. And uh, can't wait to put on a, a have fun with the fans. Chris Olave, Ohio State, wide receiver just taken by the Saints, 11th overall in the first round of the draft. Chris, um, what have you – I guess, did you know before you were picked, how much interest did the Saints express in you leading up to the draft? Uh, they they had a, a, a lot of interest. I, I, I could feel it was always good vibes talking to the Saints. And they, they I knew they was going to bring one of us receivers there. So I'm glad it was me. And I can't wait to, like I said, I can't wait to go out there and, and, and uh, get started out there and just have fun. What is it about the Ohio State connection uh, that this team seems to have with that school? You got ballers. Uh, I feel like every, I feel like every Buckeye that went there, they always, they always uh, have have good years. So uh, they always uh, 
producing the league, and uh, they have a really good connection with our program. And I can't wait to be the next one to do that. Now, uh, you know, Chris, when you, I talked about uh, your vertical uh, capabilities, big playability, but um, you were noted as one of the best route runners in the draft, that you were crisp and efficient with your routes, and uh, isn't it a type to necessarily have, a, a, you know, you waste time or wasted movement that uh, you're to the point and you consistently create separation, because that's what it's all about. Yep. You know, you go in high school, then you look in college and the pros, and what it takes to truly get separation, they said, uh, well, you're about as good as it gets when you compare all the receivers in this year's draft uh, with your route winning, uh, running and capabilities and how disciplined you were. Oh, yeah, yes, sir. That's the type of player I am. I, uh, I really try to lock into my work and not make any mistakes at all. So uh, that's the type of player you're going to get out of me every day. Uh, I want to be consistent, and I want to have a, a, a great rookie year, and I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. Chris, one of the things, man, how was that to be in a room now? You one of three wide receivers that were at Ohio State at the same time to all get picked in round one. And in the top half of round one, when you consider Jamison Williams started there before he transferred, then Garrett, now you. Man, uh, that's a real talented wide receiver room when you look, think about those three guys sitting there at one time vying for playing time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, uh, we all knew what J-Mo could do. Uh, we all knew uh, he was a special player uh, even uh, before he transferred. So uh, we all knew he was going to do that, and I'm proud of him, and I'm proud of Garrett also. Uh, uh, like I said, I'm just blessed to be here, and uh, all glory to God. Chris Olave, Ohio State, uh, now Saints wide receiver, getting selected 11th overall by the Saints, and they moved up to get Chris Olave. Chris, before we let you run, uh, you know, you know the saying down here, right? The the the, the chant. You got to give us a who that. Who that? Uh, we got to yeah, come strong no, yeah, 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 like, who that? Let me do that again. Let me do that again. Let me do that again. You got to come from within. I got you. I got you. Let me do that again. Who that? There you go. That's a little better. We can work on it. Hey, once again, go celebrate with your family. I know it's a big night. Chris, good luck and welcome to New Orleans. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Chris Olave, Saints wide receiver, back on Thursday night when the Saints selected him 11th overall. Jeff Nowak, Steve Geller, Christian Garrick here with you. Our Oakenheart Jewelers Talk and Text Lines are open at 504-260-1870. You guys don't always get to see the man behind the curtain, so to speak, some of the conversations we have off the air. And we continue to talk about you know the mixed reviews of Trevor Penning. And I understand it. I get it. Everybody's – because – you can't hand out – I mean, like, you're not going to catch a lot of um, clicks if you sit there and go chalk on everything, right? So I can understand where one or, one or two out there, national pundits, try to sell us that it's a D, it's a D draft. I think it's a solid B draft. You know, yeah. I, it's not necessarily an A-plus or an A. It's a B, B-plus range. And you know what? To be honest with you, grading a draft truly – Immediately, good, right. Hey, 20, when it's not even 24 hours old – is a bit silly. Yeah, it's nonsense. It's but but people want it, so we give it to them. Right, just We're like willing, mock drafts. Right? We are willing to say stuff that will inevitably sound stupid in three years for your benefit. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think it's tough to give a, any draft where you only come out away with five players. 
especially when two of those players are fifth and sixth rounders, anything higher than a B just because the volume isn't there. You can make the perfect picks in the first two rounds, but right away, just right away, it's going to be tough. And like I, we've had a few more texts talking about why can't they take Damone Clark. It's tough to take Damone Clark in the draft where you only have five picks. If you were one of the teams with 11 picks and you can justify spending a pick on a guy that you're not going to get any production from in year one, great. It's tough to do that when you have five picks, and that's why I have a hard time giving. Even even if I love the Crystal Lava pick, which I do, I love the Trevor Penning pick, which I do. I even like the Elante Taylor pick. That's only three picks. And it's really difficult to give an A to a team that didn't nail, you know, like the 2006 draft, I would give higher than an A plus if I could, because mm-hmm. not only did they make the, the good 17 drop and the 17 draft, but I, I look at the, the 06 draft with the two seventh round picks with Marcus yeah. Colson and Jack Streif. And that's how I, you know, that's the perfect draft in my opinion. Yeah. When you get double digit careers out of a seventh rounder and you, top end guys and a Reggie Bush and, yeah. and the Ro- Darren, no, Roman, Roman Harper. Harper. Yep. Uh, like that's that's the perfect draft, you know. Some of, <laughs> we were joking about Mike Haas, Mike Haas, the other day, uh, with Mike Haas. But yeah, I mean, it's t- you can't have that draft when you don't have the mid round picks, when you don't have the late round picks. Oakenhard Jewelers talking text lines are open at five zero four two six zero one eight seventy. Around the league, Steve Philly, I thought drafted well, and so did the Jets. I thought surprisingly the Jets, because I I was making a joke with my dad prior to the draft. I'm like, what is fun about the draft too is watching the teams perpetually just screw it up. And they were one of them for years. But this year, I think they drafted pretty well. Yeah, Jets, Giants, Eagles. It was like, what's going on with the uh, the Northeast over right. there suddenly getting their draft boards? Uh, seemingly, you know, you could, like we just talked about, it looks like they had a kind of drafts. Uh, who I was really impressed with, too, I thought the Detroit Lions uh, really did well early on with uh, Aiden Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had uh, also Jamison Williams, Williamson. In the first round, you had it right. Uh, before Williams, Jameson. Williams, you, Williamson. You said Jameis Williamson, which was like a funny kind of. It's Jameson Williams. Yeah, yeah Jameson Williams. If yeah. those two were together on a roster, I don't know how I would make it. <laughs> uh, but also, then they also picked up uh, the defensive tackle out of uh, Kentucky, Joe Paschal, and then the safety, uh, Kelby Joseph. I think I think they just a lot of good needs there. Uh, pretty impressed with Dan Campbell, and I'm I'm waiting for the rise of these Detroit Lions. Yeah, That's wait. another team that you, I pull for secretly because what have they done? Their fan base has been tormented. Right. right. How can you hate on the Lions? Yeah. Well, so wait, this is like, listen to the the Jets had four picks in the top 36. So you had Sauce Gardner, Cincinnati. Another uh, great name. Garrett Wilson, <laughs> wide receiver. Jermaine Johnson, the defensive end out of Florida State. And Brees Hall, the top running back uh, out of Iowa State. That's a haul. You know who else quietly every year just dismantles, methodically dismantles the draft in a good way? The Baltimore Ravens. They have yep. learned over years under Ozzie Newsom. They know exactly what they're doing. And you know who really continues to bungle the draft and never and never really gets called out on it? The Patriots. They don't historically they haven't drafted well. Oh, they t- they took Tom Brady in the sixth round. Yeah, twenty two years ago. Here lately in the last decade, I mean, look at Nick uh, Nicole Nick Nick Nic- Harry uh, Nicole Harry Nikhil Harry Nikhil Harry. Yes. Um, they took him in the first round a couple years ago, and he hasn't done squat. Right, and this year, you know, the, the Patriots are very much a team that does not care about your draft board. You know, yeah. the same way the Saints don't, but, like, in very in very strange ways, to get it? Because they took Cole Strange, the guard out of Chattanooga. You want to talk about small school guards, I'll give you Chattanooga. You know, and then, then turned around and doubled down with Tyquan Thornton. They traded up for these guys, you know? And, uh, yeah, I mean, if Bill Belichick <laughs> wasn't winning every year, you would, you would really start to question the draft. But, you know, as long as you keep winning, it's kind of tough to, to be too critical. Well, also, when you win as, win as 
many Super Bowls as he has, then you get a little grace. You yeah. just do. Right. And, and and Bill Belichick will he's going to decide when he's done in New England. They're not going to run him off. It yeah. just won't happen unless yeah. they are historically bad and go one in sixteen. Then yeah, maybe. I don't. I don't ever think a Bill Belichick team is going to be one in sixteen. No, I think it's kind of like a Sean Payton situation where he's pretty much he's entrenched there, and the only way he is going is when he decides to to, to leave. Yeah. Um, I don't think Bill's going into the uh, broadcast booth though. No, he doesn't have any personality that we see. But no, see, I think at times he does though. He's got a. I, th- I, I guess I a guess dark I sense that, of humor. Yeah, I love that dark, sarcastic wit about him. Yeah, but there's nothing. As a reporter, it's not fun. Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, he he just. I've said this before. Bill Belichick is a Sith Lord. If you Star Wars fans are feeling me, he's a Sith Lord. He can he he literally has a hood, right? He can shoot lightning out of his fingers. I think he's the emperor. We, we have all seen that. We have seen the lightning fingers. It, no, we don't talk about that enough. Bill Belichick standing on the sideline shooting lightning bolts at people, but it has happened. Yeah, I, I mean he's the Sith Lord for sure. <laughs> Jeff Nowak, Steve Geller, Christian Garrick, our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines are open at 504-260-1870. We're going to dive into the undrafted free agents that have signed with the Saints here on Saints Radio.
Back here on the draft recap, Steve Geller, Jeff Nowak, Christian Garrick. Here till 1230, we'll hand it off to the LSU Sports Radio Network for Game 3 of the LSU Baseball Series with Georgia. They lost yesterday 12-7, gave up a bunch of home runs. I mean, Georgia, that's what they do. They they, they rely on, on the long ball just like LSU does. Anyway, um, so the Saints have signed 17 undrafted players uh, and DeMarcus Fields, Vincent Gray, Jack Comer, Smoke Monday. <laughs> Smoke Monday, I'll say that again. Yes, that's what, that's his name, Smoke Monday. Linebackers Joel DeBlanco, Isaiah Pryor, and Nephi Sewell. Defensive lineman Sage Dockstader, Lewis Kidd, Derek Schweiger, Eric Wilson, John Parker Romo, Daniel Whelan, along with Abraham Wright, that running back and tight end Lucas Kroll, along with wide receivers Rashid Shahid and Deshaun Dixon. The list is on our website at www.com. Obviously, what jumps out at us right away is Smoke Monday, right? Yeah. Safety out of Auburn, uh, and it's the name, and fans were going crazy over that. Every year, fans go nuts over one undrafted player. Every year. And he's that guy this year. Well, he's definitely endured himself already to the Houdat Nation immediately after getting drafted. You saw pictures of him wearing a Drew Brees jersey, and then there was another Instagram video of him driving by the Atlanta Falcons' Mercedes-Benz Stadium saying, you guys are going to have to see me twice a year. Good luck with that. And, I mean, fans eat it up. Obviously, you love to see it. Yeah, and listen, I'm sure Dennis Allen's not necessarily going to be too thrilled about having to answer questions about an undrafted player <laughs> on the first day of training camp. There's I, your safety. I, it's coming. There's it's your coming. safety you needed. It's coming, I promise you. It's And, and Dennis Allen's going to do, his, just like Sean Payton would do, is hey, you know, he's just like every other player in the building, he's got to earn his spot, something, something to that effect. Exactly. You know? uh, doesn't matter if he was drafted or undrafted. Same expectation. Um, which one, aside from Smoke Monday, which one intrigues you two the most? Um, Jeff, go ahead. The, for me, probably Abram Smith, the running back out of Bailey. He was one of the first ones that came out, you know, so that's a priority. You know, when, when the, the earlier names that come out are typically the priority guys. Um, you know, he was productive. He had 1,600 rush yards, 12 touchdowns. You know, he's a guy, he's decent size, you know, six foot, 213 pounds. Um, you know, I'm still not sold on Tony Jones as the early down back. I'm st- I think Mark Ingram, you still have high hopes for him, but I still think like you need someone who can eat up carries inside. I don't think 33 year old, how old is Mark? 32, 33. I don't think that this point in his career, that's Mark Ingram. Um, but you know, he's a guy who you, you, I'd like to see. He seems like a guy who has a good pass catching game. Um, anytime you end up with a skill position player in the UDFA market, you don't have incredibly high hopes, but Hey, you know, the guy who could who could show up. Yeah, for me it's Tyler Crawl, the tight end. Lucas. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I said Tyler. Lucas Crawl. Thank you. Six six two sixty. So he's got the prototype, right? He's yeah, got that, the, that's, he's got the that's mine too. I just uh, I think that this team is definitely still in need of that pass catching tight end. We have still high hopes of Adam Troutman. I think Taysom Hill. Yes, Dennis Allen talked about him being more of a focal point in that tight end role, but I still think it's going to be more of the Swiss Army type role, not just. You know, tight end, it's going to be wide receiver, running back, a little bit of quarterback still think. You're going to still do that run-pass option with this Saints squad. It's not going to disappear completely. But like you said, I'm looking here, 38 passes, 451 yards, 6'6", 260. I know he's got to work on his blocking, but, I mean, I think we kind of hear that all the time with tight ends. I'll tell you one of my favorite names other than Smoke Monday, 
What's that? Rashid Shahid. Yeah, his name. Too. It just sounds fast. These sound like you. If you, <laughs> yeah, you're a fast guy, if you have that name, it's just like they, that's a guy who you expect to be running. Yeah, running you don't right. expect an offensive lineman. No, like, right. Have that name. Yeah, that sounds like a perfect he, punt kick returner name that's right his there. Position. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and so I think that's going to be interesting. I think there is room to be had in the return game. You know, uh, obviously you have Deontay Hardy. He's but you know I think there's, there's going to be a place on this on this roster for a uh, backup return guy. Whether you want that to be Marquez Callaway or ASAP Winston or somebody like that. So I think he'll be interested in Washington. Well, going back to Crawl uh, for a minute. Uh, like I said, six six two sixty. Played at Pittsburgh and he played at Florida, so he played in the SEC a little bit. He was also a college baseball pitcher, so a little tidbit there. I find that intriguing. Throwing fastballs, yeah, throwing, throwing some fastballs. He's obviously athletic, man. You, you, you know, six six two sixty. You play in the SEC, but you also play at Pittsburgh. And go watch the Kenny Pickett film while you're watching Kenny Pickett. Watch how many times he hooked up with Kroll. What's interesting, he chose to come here and not go and sign with Kenny Pickett. Right. Well, I mean, there's a there's a there's a path to. Uh, the roster more clear at that position on this Saints roster. And, uh, well, well, one other guy that could be interesting to keep an eye on Isaiah Pryor, six two two seventeen, another Ohio State guy. So, <laughs> you know, they feel pretty good about him. That's the uh, pipeline, man. Yes, yeah, yeah. that's the pipeline. Um, you know, I, I'm interested to see him play. You know, obviously, when you have the you have room in the in the secondary in the in the on the defense for. Big long defenders. Uh, so, and he's from he's out. Of, oh, I'm sorry, he's not Ohio State. Oh, he was a five year letterman at Ohio State, and he went to Notre Dame. So that's where I was confused there. But he Senior finished his transfer. career at Notre Dame, but he started Ohio State. Still not bad. Maybe we can get WWL to start sending us to the Ohio State pro days. Yeah, probably wouldn't be. A I wouldn't mind day. going. That's for sure. They got a lot of talent, and the Saints like that talent quite a bit. There's a connection there. And by the way, it's not just Urban Meyer and Matt Day. There's a, there's an, a former employee of the Saints that now. Works at Ohio State. This is the draft recap here on WWL.
For a full list of the Saints' undrafted free agents, log on to our website at www.com. Jeff Nowak, Steve Geller, Christian Garrick, and Jeff, one of the uh, undrafted free agents, a local kid that fans, I'm sure, are going to eat up. Played at Edna Carr High School. We know about how prolific de- their program is. Yep, Dejon Dixon, wide receiver, uh, played at Nickel State. You know, just a just a name. It'll be interesting to watch. I I can't say I've seen him play particularly uh, much, but you know, it's I probably cool did in high school. Probably... Yeah, it's been a while, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's always cool to see a local guy. Last year, you had another local. Um, his name is escaping me. The Tulane kid, uh, Jalen McCleskey. Yep. So anytime you see that, that it's cool to give him a shout out. It'll be interesting to see how he competes in camp. Yeah, and again, you know, the coaches are not going to want to talk about that guy all, every day. No, there's going to be local interest. A lot of fans, you know, Ed and Carr uh, football junkies that want to going to want to know how he's doing. Uh, and rightfully so, I get it. Uh, but I, I can tell you, this coach staff in particular doesn't like really even first rounders. They don't want to. They don't want to sit up there in press conferences and. and and he prays on a bunch. They want everybody on a level playing field. It goes back to you know the, the old. We've heard it from Sean Payton. Doesn't matter where how you got to the building. It matters it, what you do when you get in the building. They've made that abundantly clear over the years. That's why. That's why we talk about it. <laughs> right. And oh, by the way, well, well, I got the opportunity. We said it off the air. I'll say it on the air. We sometimes, and we as uh, present company included, sometimes walk around like we've conducted drafts before, hmm. like we. The Saints have had their draft mishaps, Stanley Jean Baptiste, Kyrie, uh, Kyrie Fort, and um, Haoli Kikaha. I get, we, we get that. They've had their misses, but they've hit more than they've missed. Yeah, people so, forget the year, hey, we got the offensive and defensive rookie of the year. <laughs> yeah, so it's hard for me to sit up here because I've never run a draft. It's hard for me to sit up here uh, with a good conscience and say, That pick oh, was terrible. Yeah, that was a bad pick. They know more than than I do than we do, especially about their team too, right? Yeah, it's, and they they this is the this is their li- their livelihood. This is what they do to provide for their families. And if they weren't any good at it, they'd have been run off. If Mickey didn't know what he was doing, he'd have gotten fired. Clearly, he knows what he's doing. So I kind of trust not kind of trust him. I trust him a lot. Yeah, and so much of the time, it's you know you hear a name you don't recognize, and suddenly it's a bad pick, right? Right. Right, um, but you know, I, I think it's you've got to watch the tape. You got to watch the player, and suddenly, you know, I don't think anyone was head over heels for the Alvin Kamara pick when it happened, but uh, it didn't take long. Yeah, uh, he was like, "Wow, he couldn't even hack it at Alabama. Why, why are we taking this guy out of Tennessee?" And you know, and uh, by the time he got on the field his rookie season, we all knew why. You know, so I think let's yeah, let's wait to see the players before we uh, general sign. manager coach speak one hundred and one, and and they're right. You can't really grade effectively a grade. A draft until they're three or four years into the class, until they're in the league for a couple of years. That's no fun in this instant society nowadays. No. We need grades an hour after the draft ended. They're grading every pick now. <laughs> you can do it on NFL.com as the pick is unfolding. You can grade it. It's crazy. All right, half hour to go here on draft recap on WWL. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.